0: Welcome, everyone, to the Wild Wheel Throwdown, episode 19, presented by Diesel Boys, LLC. As always, I'm your host, Will Greenwell, and what a show we have for you today, but joining me today is none other than my contributor of the Wild Wheel Throwdown, Mr. Hawk, Harold Adams Hawk. I know I sound like a broken record. Here we go, episode 19. August is rolling through, and guess what? We have one more weekend of August left of racing.
1: Yeah, I know. Just uh, as we said before, seems like every week, uh, it seems like it's about a month's go by and uh we're we're starting to not i want to i don't want to say winding down but i want to say yeah we're heading into the final stretch here but that always means a lot of big races so we got a lot to talk about still for this 2022 season
0: oh no doubt you know of course i was absent from all events this past weekend beautiful wife was promoted to major for the u.s army got to pin her at her ceremony in cleveland ohio it was truly special beautiful weather uh, of course back into it this weekend Huge weekend coming up for me, I'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. On today's show we have the topic of the day, go over some of the prior results from the various tracks and preview a little bit what's coming up in the last weekend of August, August 27th and 28th, but let's talk with the topic of the week, Hawk, Harold Adams, and really a question, more than a topic, what month should we start racing in? And that's an interesting topic because I've seen some things about that earlier this week, you look at different tracks, mostly dirt tracks. i seen this year they started April the 2nd. But, you know, SportsStrome starts at the end of the March. Um, should we start in March? There's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts about it. But what month, that is a question all over the country we look at the weather. What month should we start in?
1: Yeah, that is an interesting topic. Of course, I guess it depends on your, on your geographical location. Of course, it seems like the further you go north, of course, they start a little later. Course right here in this uh, Kentucky area where we're based at, uh, yeah. There's a lot of people uh, uh, over the past several years. Seems like everybody wanting to get the racing season started. Seems like March is a time where practices start, some of the races start. But then uh, you kind of wonder about that because the weather is awful cold sometimes. I mean, like really cold, and sometimes you wonder about the decision on that or or not. Uh, I know as a kid, it's funny. When I was a little kid, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, not too long ago. Anyway, uh, yeah, show them my age. Uh, I know I used to go in a sports term all the time, me and my dad. And they used to start the third Saturday in April. A lot of people probably didn't only really know that. But, and it used to kill me because I was always wanting to get the racing season started, of course, as a kid. And I had to wait all the way till the end of, uh, well, third week of April. They'd have one week of practice before that. So it just te- seemed like the off-season was forever because they would end the last Saturday of September. It would go all the way around to the third Saturday of April. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's, they started moving things up, and all the other tracks started moving up, and all of a sudden we got into March. And so now March is kind of the way to go. And as I say, it's, it's cold, but, uh, I mean, everybody's happy to get racing. But I'm not a cold fan, to tell you the truth. I'd rather have it hot, I mean, like really hot, rather than really cold. Because when I'm cold, I'm just sitting there thinking about trying to warm up. <laughs> it's hard to even concentrate on the races, but you know, when I'm hot, you know, it's hot. At least you can go get you a nice cold drink, ice cream or something. It kind of cools you off. And it, you know, it feels like it's a summertime feel no matter what. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, more races, the better I'd say. So if you get started early, end a little late, hey, more racing. I love it.
0: But here's the flip side, right? Because here's what I categorize it as. Um, you know, we talk about the outside racing season people are going to be like what what are you talking about will what are you talking about outside season think about this for a second when we complete our racing season no matter what year it is there are so many options now because i call it we go into indoor season what's that mean what are you talking about there's the gateway dirt nationals inside the dome there's the fort wayne rumble inside the coliseum or arena up there if you will Um, there's indoor demolition derbies You know what I mean? Monster Jam comes to town. What is that? It's indoor on the winter usually. There's monster trucks that come to town. Lexington's got an indoor truck and tractor pull. The TNT people do it. I talked to you about that this year as well. So there are indoor season options, I'm telling you, if you're a motorsport junkie.
1: Yeah, you can always find something nowadays, it seems like, as you said. And, uh, of course, with the web, everything, you can find things all over the place in your region. If, on the off-season, if you really want to go to something, you could probably go to a race every weekend if you really, really wanted to. And uh, it used to be like that back in the day. As I said, the, the off-season was longer. There was no indoor stuff, so you just waited and waited. Of course, now, as you said, there's many, many options, and uh, uh, you know everybody wants to race. Although we, we always talk about how a lot of times racers don't want to race every week. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe the racing season
0: is too long. Yeah, and that is looked upon, you know, now with the the economy getting worse and worse and the tire shortage becoming more of a prominent, we've seen that at Salem Speedway. Um, you know, the gas cars, they had a select race, but, uh, you know, we'll talk more about that. But let's go into the Part 1 results here from this previous weekend, some of the tracks around the area, and we'll start with my home, Salem Speedway. Uh, MR hitting an Air Crown Vix, Daniel Durett picked up that win. Wilcox towing and trucking scrappers. I know Logan Clark picked up another win. And, of course, Great American Stocks non-points race went to the birthday boy himself, Sean Smith. Good to see him back in victory lane. And then we talk about, of course, little electrical issues. Kind of made the night a little bit shorter at Salem Speedway. Uh, You never know. It's impromptu, live action. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, our friends up north at the Indianapolis Speedrome held the Shelbyville Auto Parts Street Stock, Kenny's 100. Overall fastest qualifier was Jordan Hahn with a time of 14.205. And then that big Kenny's 100 feature started 30 cars, Hawk Hero Adams. Jordan Hahn backed that fastest qualifying time up with a win. Then you had Don Connor second, Casey Victory third. Joe Gonder, Jr., 4th, Nate Cantor, 6th, Ray Cox, the 3rd, in 7th, John Cosby, 8th, Aaron Smay, 8th, Kenny McDonough, he finished 9th, and Kenneth Hope in 10th. Then you have the Circle City Pyrotechnics Jr. Fast Cards. 20-lap feature, number one, Max Olmstead, the second. 20-lap feature, number two, Zayden McNally. Then the last chance, Wrecker Legends. 25-lap feature, Levi Hargraves seen Levi a lot in at Legend Car. Of course, we know the bad accident he had at Sports Drum Speedway. We saw that. Soapy's Joe's Mini Late Models, going to be 20-lap oval feature, went to Brad Book- Brooks, and the 20-lap figure eight went to Nick Warner. How about that?
1: Yeah, Nick Warner, old uh, front-wheel drive guy. He's raced a lot with me in the Race 8 Series through the years. Good to see him get his first win in one of those Mini Late Models.
0: Now, what happened down south at the Sports Drum Speedway? It was a huge night the World Figure 8 Tour Championship on the line. And, Harold, I thought you guys, while I was in Cleveland, I kept an eye on every track, but did Mother Nature play another role this year?
1: Yeah, it did. Uh, we talk about that all the time, especially earlier in the season. We haven't been too bad here lately through the summer, but once again, it got us. Uh, it was a 30% chance of a shire. It was sunny all afternoon. Track opened up early down there at the Sports Drone. A lot of practice during the sunshine and everything. Then it got a little cloudy when we got close to qualifying. And sure enough, when it was about time for qualifying, here comes a shower. Lasted, oh, 20, 30 minutes or so. It wasn't too heavy, but it was enough to wet the track down pretty good. But the sun came back out. It was humid. Got some cars out there. Dried it off pretty quickly. And we uh, were able to have dry conditions the rest of the way. Now, of course, that changed the track. That was interesting interesting uh, talk about with the uh, rain and everything, all the practice during the sunny sunny time during the afternoon, all that changed because the track just got wet and then dried, and so what do you do? So uh, they were able to have, a, you know, one more practice session, and then we uh, later on they added the qualifying and the feature event. So the guys had to kind of scramble. It was a good challenge to see what kind of setup they could get on the uh, new track, if you will. But it was Mark Tunney getting the fast qualifier Uh, Again, with the uh, about 16 cars taking time for the uh, Midwestern slash World Figure 8 Tour Championship. The invert was a 9, which put Calvin Crane on the pole. And uh, Calvin, a a legend in the area, has raced Figure 8 for many, many years. And good to see him out there still chugging away. And, you know, whenever they have that car running right, He is a tough bird, and uh, he got out there, and he was not to be challenged. Uh, Led all the way through, looked very strong, probably one of the strongest runs I've seen him have. So he took the victory in the 75-lap Midwestern Championship, gets that Midwestern Championship. Now, on the flip side of that also, World Figure 8 Tour was on the line. They kind of did a chase deal where the top five guys all were uh, equaled out. So the best of those five is kind of race within the race. So it was Jeff Shackleford, Jeffrey Shackleford, in the 28, finishing third ahead of all the other four competitors for that chase. So Jeff Shackleford is crowned the World Figure Eight Tour champion. also want to give a shout out in between there. Everybody's talked about the those two guys. Finishing second was the uh, 3D Steve Durham had a great run. Was right there behind Calvin, but never could really challenge him. Also held off uh, Jeff Shackleford too for most of the way. So it was a great run for Steve Durham. Just want to give a shout out to him. Uh, also on uh, tap that night, the ICA Sportsman Division on hand, the uh, Double Zero Brandon Roberts and the Mark Whitaker machine uh, taking that victory, flag to uh, flag. Also uh, for the Merrill Beerman Race Eight Front Wheel Drive Oval Division, we had uh, Jamie Beerman Harbin taking a the victory there in the 67. Uh, after a great run by Buzzy Jurek in his number 12. Probably had that car running the best we've seen all year. Got caught up in some lap traffic and uh, got taken out of the event there uh, with only about 11 laps to go. So, uh, tough break for Buzzy. but I know he'll get that thing back together and back out there soon. Also, I uh, want to say for the – also, there was heat races for the uh, front-wheel drive oval. I want to give a shout-out to those guys, the 13, Leon Wolney and the 94, Zachary Nolan picking up victories in the heats also the uh, merrill Beerman race eight front wheel drive figure eight was on hand uh, 24 tyler shelton gets the victory there after the zero one zach mitten was dq'd for being underweight so congratulations to tyler shelton also the affordable fords were in action on the oval and figure eight uh, on the oval we had six heat races uh, heat winners were andy perriman arthur baker Chucky Balmer Jr., Troy Moore, Peyton Whitsett, and Jacob Robertson all taking heat wins. The uh, feature events, uh, feature one, winning his first feature event ever in the 09, Hunter Taylor, winning that feature by a nose over the 154, Landon Elder. A great race to the finish there, good clean running, but it was Hunter Taylor taking the victory just by a hair. And in the second oval feature, it was uh, Perry Whitsett driving the uh, machine that's normally driven by Joshua Cress 4 but Perry Whitsett with the victory there. And then in the B feature, the third feature, uh, driving the number eight of Jackie Conway was Mike Kessler. Yes, Mike Kessler back at the Drome, and he gets the victory in that number eight machine. And on the figure eight for the Fords, it was 91, Jacob Robertson taking the victory. It's been a little while, so we've seen him in uh, Victory Square for the figure eight. But there he was with a strong victory this week. And there you have it for the Sports Drone this week.
0: Thank you very much, Hawk Carroll Adams. Up next, the Brownstown Speedway over in Brownstown, Indiana. The Indiana Late Model Series, Pro Late Models, went to Chad Stapleton's number 32. The U.S. Air Force Modifieds went to Jordan Weaver, picked up another win. He is on a roll this year. The Pewter Hall Super Stocks went to Tucker Chastain. The All-in-One Pools Pure Stocks, Dustin Carr. The Canes Tree Service Hornets, Jacob Owens in the number 20. Between him and Michael Brewer this year, pretty much racking up over at Brownstown. Richmond Raceway in Richmond, Kentucky. Ricky Weiss picked up the Butterball Memorial $20,059 payday. The Lucas Oil late model dirt car series. Jonathan Davenport picked up another win this year in the topless $150,000 richer. The World of Outlaws case construction late models with the Sharon Speedway in Ohio, where Devin Moran picked up that win. The NASCAR Cup Series and NASCAR Xfinity Series were at the Watkins Glen in New York. The Xfinity Series on Saturday was picked up by Kyle Larson, and he went back-to-back on Sunday. He picked up the Go Bowling at the Glen Cup Race. Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott battling there. A lot of controversy to the ending of that race, but it was all Kyle Larson in the end. You're defending 2021 Cup Series champion. All right, race fans, it's done for part one. Coming up next in segment number two will be your special guest today, the driver who will be heading up north to the Lorraine Raceway Park to compete in the inaugural Trident Street Stock Nationals, and that is the number 12 White's Auto Cells Machine of Troy Phillips. Coming up next. And welcome back to the Wild Will Throwdown. Joining us today here is none other than the driver, the White's Auto Cells number 12 machine and Trident National Competitor for this weekend, Mr. Troy Phillips. Troy, thanks for joining us today. Uh, a lot to get into, but we appreciate your time.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Will and uh, Hawk. Uh, appreciate it very much. It's
0: uh, nice to be here. All right, Troy, let's dive into it. I grew up watching you a little bit at the Sports Drum Speedway compete in what was the Oval Extreme Division. Uh, let's talk about how you started, of course, and I know your father, Ron Phillips, competed too, and uh, we'll get into that more, but uh, you know, how did you start?
2: Um, same way, just, um, watching dad over the years and, um, being around it, um, ever since I can remember, um, started racing actually at the old Charlestown Speedway. Um, the Louisville Speedway was the bomber class, which is what I had was a street stock. Um, but dad was like, Troy, I really think it'd be better for you to, to, um, go race Charlestown, less cars. Let's get you a little bit more experience. Uh, so, uh, we did that and, um, it's been all uphill from there and, had a little stint in the late model division, but uh, as we all know, Louisville Speedway and the late models are so, so, so stacked. Um, it's almost like the street stocks now, a matter of fact, um, but uh, um, we're blessed to have a, a lot of racing years and uh, had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, no doubt, and you've had a lot of help, but uh, let's speed up a little bit here. Uh, let's talk about your connection with White's motorsport team. It's really cool to see all you guys. You know, I think the world of Brandon White and whatnot and his family and Casey and uh, the kiddos are coming up. It's awesome watching them grow up in the sport and getting their feet wet. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that whole team. You, you J-Rob, there's Shane, there's Doug Wicker. I mean, I, I know I'm forgetting someone, uh, Logan Caldell. Uh, let's talk about all that. I mean, how did that all become?
2: Well, back at uh, uh, SportsDrome uh, is where it all generated. Um, Brandon was racing uh, figure eight and uh, met him through Artie and him buying the car. And a couple years goes on, and um, I said, hey, let me help you, and maybe you can help me. Um, So it's kind of, that's how it all started. And then from there, um, I started working on his outlaw. Um, Me and Doug and Budman Russell um, started working on his outlaw, and then he would help us race. Um, And then from there, (laughs) we just started building and building and building. And then before we know it, we've got... uh, six cars and five drivers (laughs) you know it's just uh it's awesome um and like you said we got uh, the up and coming young ones coming in and uh actually that's what me and brandon's been talking about the last couple years is uh you know watching them and seeing how they go but uh we've built uh, a strong team um we're blessed to have a a bunch of good hands um a bunch of good race car drivers matter of fact as well because uh logan's doing great j-rob does great and uh we're uh, waiting, dying for Doug to get back in the car. Caden's been uh, doing a great job in the late model um, for his first couple of years. So, uh, And then, of course, we got the all-big three-hour coming up with Brandon, so we're excited about that.
0: Yeah, we, we talk about that three-hour, and we'll stay on that for a little bit. I know Harold Adams is excited. I'm excited. It's one of the best races Um, Of the year to me Just the the leading up to it When the crew And I get to be part of that this year With Buddy Vertries' car I'm very excited to walk out with the the driver Talk about that for a second Because you know we see Brandon White That that beautiful orange and white And highlighter yellow Outlaw car Talk about that moment building up Of pushing that car to the grid I mean you see all these fans You're throwing shirts out Talk about the build up in that event Because I know you guys are excited
2: uh, we're definitely excited will um the, the weeks before that um and in fact about months um we we go into preparing the car um thankfully brandon uh, is not one that has to race every week um and especially because we have so many cars we're not really allowed to do that but um the, the build-up as i tell so many people um and you both here have experienced it um standing at the fence and actually even pulling into the pit gate that weekend you just get so excited. Your your blood's boiling. You're amped up. It's just all excitement. Now, the only bad part is, is of course, qualifying into it. But, but, you know, they have the alternates and all that stuff, so you know you're going to get your time. But the pressure is to get in that top 20. That's the only pressure of the moment of the weekend. And then after that, it's all excitement. I just stand there at the fence and get so excited just to see them guys out there going crazy, and it's like, you know, all in all, wonderful weekend. Love it. Would never miss it, and is so glad to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, and it's fall temperatures, hopefully, so that that makes it all great. Fall racing's one of the best. Now let's talk a little bit about the evolution of the Ford division. We touched on it. It was really cool at the beginning of the year to see your father have fun again. I know we you, we were over Cole Williams' shop. I know, and we were talking about this throwback that you had surprised your uh, your father with, and Ron and. Man, what a beautiful car. I know your dad was smiling ear to ear. Talk about the fun he's had by coming back into that seat.
2: Oh, definitely so. Um, Brandon and and Casey gave him the opportunity, so so grateful for them to allow dad to get involved and race again. And when when the Ford Division first started, um, same thing, we had good hands behind us and we we took the car to uh dean and Cricky and which they were just starting a division so they knew exactly what to do to them and um dad rolled right out of the gate and it was like running up front and just me standing at the fence watching him do that was so exciting in itself um especially being it had been many years since dad been behind the wheel and it just keeps going um and then the last couple years it's been getting tough because the guys keep you know they're working on their cars and uh, I told Dad, said, it's about time for us to start working on yours a little bit. And um, he's um, back to having a good run the last couple races that he's been. Um, he's having a great time, but I'm going to tell you right now, me at the fence, <laughs> I get worked up a little bit. But uh, it, it, all in all, that's what uh, I keep having to remember, that Dad's out there having a good time. He's 76 years old. And uh, just to see him run up front uh, is another one of them exciting um, racing deals that, that uh, occurs for me. Um, There's a lot of work that goes on in the garage, and you get frustrated, and, um, you know, things build up. Hey, I've got to rush and do this car, and then this one's going to race next weekend, so I better make sure I prepare this one. And, um, you know, Doug and myself spend hours and hours in the garage, uh, week in and week out, and, um, you know, we we get to race three or four or five times a piece. Um, But ultimately, we have a great time with it.
0: Yep, no doubt, and uh you can definitely see that. But I'll pass it to Hawk Carrot Adams here. I know he spent some time in Charlestown. I know he spent some time in the car as well, but uh what would you you spent a lot of time watching Troy Phillips over the years. What would you like to ask him or talk about here for a second?
1: Well, yeah, as you talked about, you know, your dad uh used to run a lot. I used to watch your dad a whole lot, I mean all the time. I know you know, there at Charlestown and Louisville and Sportstrom and everything for, for a long time. Then I know you came onto the scene, and then it was a, a while before I realized that there was a connection there y'all were, you know, father and son, but uh, it showed in your uh, racing ability. Uh, just interesting to see, uh, you know, Ron was such a, a great driver and still is. Uh, what did you learn from him? Was there certain things and important things that he taught you and that, that really uh, brought you to the racer that you are today?
2: Absolutely, Hawk. Um, Dad always taught me to, to stay on top of things in the garage. Um, races are one in the garage um, and, and to stay humble. Um, there at the beginning of career, I, I was a cocky young fellow that uh, got taught a lot of lessons, and Dad would always keep me on my toes. Um, but ultimately, Dad taught work ethic um, in the garage and taught me how to appreciate people that helped you. Because uh, if you don't have the people behind you, you don't have the sponsorship you don't have the people in the garage that come that are you know uh, coming in to just give you a hand not paid help um, you know by any means and uh, he taught me to respect all of them and uh, without dad uh, of course you know none of this would ever be possible for me even to begin with but uh, uh always grateful for my mom and dad and all they do
1: yeah it's awesome to hear there you hear that kind of story a lot a lot of this the racers you know the family there's a lot of background. And they, you know, they get their uh, sons, daughters, whatever, nephews involved in it. So it's always a great, it's a big family affair. You see that a lot back in the day and even nowadays and everything. One thing I want to ask you real quick, I know we talked about the different divisions that you was in. I just want to clear it up in my head. You did race a lot and had a lot of success in the Thunder Trucks. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Um, that's actually where my success really started. Um, I was grateful to, to uh, get in the truck division um, with Joe Scroggum. And um, he used to come in and buy parts from me at Napa, and we just kept talking and talking, and I was like, come on, build me one. We can do something with this. And uh, we had one of the best of the best build it, and uh, I've always tried to surround myself with great people, uh, with great people that um, are are in that division, um, uh, just all in all, just anybody that could, could help you out, and, uh, we had Frank Kimmel build us a, a truck, and, uh, we all know how successful Frank is, and, um, he put me on the map right away, uh, me and Terry Williams, um, Sean Smith raced t- trucks, and then the first year that I raced it, my dad, of course, helped me, uh, all the time, and, uh, Joe Strongham over the winter goes, uh, let's build your dad one, and I thought, this is gonna be interesting, um, so, uh, uh, same thing. Uh, Frank uh, built Dad a new truck, and then our garage really changed because Dad was uh, able to give a lot more experience, uh, a lot more advice, uh, and he picked our program up. and In 1998, the year that he got first in a truck, um, I won the championship, and that was my very first one. So that was really, really cool. Uh, Terry Williams finished second, winning tons and tons and tons of features, and and that's kind of when our connection started. Was you know back in them days 97 98 because we was always at the track and um dad ended up finishing third that year and and it's something that i'll never forget um and then you know 99 he was still was doing trucks he ended up having a cancer surgery um and we raced all the way till 2001 with trucks um and had a lot of fun and then we adventured out elsewhere after that from here at salem speedway to highland rim uh dad ran some dirt at bluegrass with it so uh yeah, that's where it all began with a lot of my success, and and again, I'm g- so grateful for uh, people like Joe and and Frank Kimmel and and all the Kimmels. As a matter of fact, um, just grateful for all them people.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thankful to got to um, you know grow up at Louisville. Uh, I was I think it opened a year before I was born. Uh, I'm not showing your age or anything, but uh, <laughs> you know, but but. Uh, I was there from I think the year of one until it closed, so you know it. It's uh, but I remember it. That's the thing about Louisville. Uh, a lot of people don't remember things as kids, but man, just watching the monster trucks there and uh, remembering the sponsorship, the Papa John's Thunder Truck series, and all that stuff. So it was really cool to see. But now let's talk about the big news this weekend. Um, my buddy Randy Maggio, uh, knew him for about. Three years now, I think, 2019 when I started this whole thing, got to meet them since my in-laws are from that area. And, uh, you know, between Painesville and the Buckeye Nationals and now Lorraine, which Harold and I had helped with the Calvacate at Lorraine for a while there. We did two years, I believe, and then, of course, Salem Speedway became here, and then we had our Halloween 200 weekend. Uh, which took that out. So, you know, let's talk about that. I know you have never been to Lorraine Raceway Park. Harold and I have, and I can tell you it's one of my favorite oval short tracks. I know you can you can contest to that as well. But let's talk about this. This is huge, over a $40,000 street stock purse. Um, and we'll talk about the format. But let's start, how, how excited are you and the team to go up there to this huge inaugural event?
2: Uh, very, very, very excited. Um, when this come out in uh, February... Um, or then January, when it was, I think it was February. I think it was in Florida, as a matter of fact, or in that, in that vicinity. But uh, we immediately marked it on our bucket list. And, um, you know, we try to pick and choose races. And um, same thing, Painesville is always on our bucket list. And more than anything, it's because of how they run their situation, their racetrack, um, how they treat the racer. Um, you see pack stands up there. Um, and to to be able to go up there um, is an honor, um, and so thankful for Randy and them to even put this event on. Uh, we went up there for two years with uh, the Outlaw to Paynesville, and they almost treat you like royalty. Uh, and and that's no disrespect to any of our tracks around here because they're all good around here as well. But um, street stock nationals and you're a street stock racer, it's like you need to be there and if you're a street stock racing fan you need to be there uh, we're traveling five hours uh hawk will i know you guys are traveling around that five hour mark and and would do it any day of the week we we pack them when we go to florida let's pack them going here um if you're bored on saturday you want to see a good race he's expecting 60 to 70 cars uh how exciting can this be um, And pressure. How how much pressure can this be? But uh, looking so forward to it, uh, we've been working on the car solid for two solid weeks, three weeks, um, trying to get everything ready. We've tested, uh, trying to fix an overheating issue that we've been dealing with the last couple races, so hopefully we got that figured out. And um, looking forward to racing with uh, some of the best talent in in the east side, Midwest, however you want to call it, because I know there's racers from all over the – the state's coming. I know there's a bunch of Ohio racers that are really, really stout, and they've been there, and um, we'll see what we got.
0: Yeah, most definitely, and I know of four states, I believe that'll be represented. I think Kentucky, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and West Virginia, um, that usually rates out Ona. I, I think they're coming as who I've seen on the list and getting my notes ready this week. Of course, as an announcer, we have to get our notes ready and all the sponsorships, but uh, – you know, talking about that, I know locals, I guess you could say. We got Bryce Henry going up, you guys, uh, Chuck Barnes uh, Jr. Uh, then you have, I believe, Andrew Teepey, uh up at Indianapolis. He's going to be driving for someone. Uh, th- you know, I know a couple modified guys um, who are driving some street stocks. And who, who did you mention, another one? Ryan yeah, Ryan Aminette. Uh, we know him at Mount Lawn by announcing, got to know him real well. Uh, so it's very exciting. You know, a lot of different talent from all over the Midwest, but let's talk about this format. It's, I call it a Michigan format. Basically, it's called an ABC format. And what I love about this format is it's something for everyone. We know that there's street stock guys out there that know that they are mid pack runners or they're tail end runners. They just love racing. Uh, and you know, there's the top of the top pack. Uh, more of your CRA guys and stuff of that nature, your Ohio Wheelman series, whatever you may mix in, but just looking at this pace structure, we'll start off you know looking at the C. I mean for for your mid your, your last kind of guy's runners, 2,000 to win, 1, 000, 750, 650, 550, 500, 400, 300, 250, 200 just to start. That's impressive. Then you look at the B mid pack guys. 3,000, 2,000, 1,800, 700, 600, 500, 450, 400. Then A, 5,000, 3, 3,000, 1,800, 700, 600, 550, 500 to start for street stocks. Now I'm no rocket scientist, but that's impressive for street stocks. And You know, we can talk about this all day, but I know Randy and I talked about a little bit about the format. Don't have it quite on me, if you will. But top 16 from qualifying are locked into that A. Heat races will happen. Top two from the heat races will advance to the A feature. I believe third through eighth will go to that B pack. Ninth on back goes to that C feature. So a really good format for this weekend. How exciting and how about that payout?
2: Definitely huge. Um, Randy and them has put on a huge deal for, for a lot of people. And, and I think um, to see and talk to him several times over the last month, um, the excitement in his voice. And when you have a payout like this, how can you not be excited about it? Uh, and then go to a track that um, you've never been for, uh, never been to. Uh, that's another exciting factor uh, to be able to race against 60 or 70 cars. I mean, you're really going to have to be on your toes on Friday. You're really going to have to be on your toes on Saturday. Uh, ultimate goal, of course, would be to be in the front of the A. But if something goofy goes on, uh, you still have an opportunity to make some great money. Um, as you say, you know, if you just say you mess up in qualifying and you're in that heat race and you get to the shuffle to the B, you still got your work cut out. Or even if you get stuck to the C, you've got your work cut out, but you can still make the A feature. And that's even more exciting. So, um, uh, we hope we don't have to deal with that. Uh, we'd like to be up front, but we're also optimistic and know that uh, there's a lot of good racers in this. And, uh, uh, we'll see where we stack. Uh, ultimate goal would be to finish in the top, you know, qualify in the top 16 and be able to, to, uh, to race for a, a possible, uh, good finish and, and maybe even a win. But, uh, ultimately we want to finish, have a good weekend and, uh, um, support Randy and his, uh, his whole team up there because, um, they've, they've got it going on.
0: Yeah, I know. You know, Randy also has some impressive trophies, so I cannot wait to see the Trident Street Stock National Trophy. And whoever grabs one of those three trophies have definitely earned it. But, uh, Hawk, I know you know Lorraine Raceway Park very well. Uh, I know Troy's never been, but, man, he is in for a treat.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, So is everybody else that hasn't been there before. I'm sure several of the competitors and fans probably be their first time there. I know Randy's going to make a good impression on all of them. When we first went up there, we we thought it was really neat. We loved the track. It's just an interesting track, and it seems like it's the perfect track to to uh, accommodate this type of race, the street stock. Seems like that's a great track to have it at. It's it's not super small. It's not super big. It's right there in the middle. I think three eighths is that is that right? Somewhere around in there. So that's a perfect size track. It's it's really neat layout. A great place where it is and everything. You know, you're talking about the format. One thing I always uh, I was reading about a while back, and we've talked about this, I think is really interesting, is where one driver can actually have two cars and be in two features in two different cars. So you can bring it, you know, and if you qualify into the A, you run that. If you qualify into B, you run it that way. So... It's really interesting that, that that is in there, too. And I know that a couple guys are bringing a couple cars and trying that challenge. I mean, that would be a heck of a thing. I know, you, Troll, you're thinking, man, it's bad enough to do it one time, but do it twice, you know. But it's really cool, as you said, uh, having ABC and all this money. But I'm thinking, you know, a lot of those guys might go to, the, to a big race like something, and some of the lower-tier guys probably think they don't have a chance at all winning anything. Or, or maybe a little bit. But here, you know, they got to go into it thinking, you know what, that I could win that seed feature. Look at all that money that's involved. So, I mean, everybody's coming into this event psyched up and thinking they're going to come out of there, you know, with some good money and maybe a win
0: yeah no doubt and uh you know when i first heard of this you know we see you and i made a couple trips to south bend motor speedway over the past two years or so and we we see a lot of those michigan street stock guys come over to the border there to south bend and it's pretty impressive you know those who race at kalamazoo or or berlin or something of that nature but uh This is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. 77 degrees, pure sun, no humidity right now is the temperature. And what I love, and my father-in-law, he'll be there as well with me. I take him everywhere now, it seems like. Got him into racing. He'll be making a three-hour appearance for the first time ever this year. You know, what he said while I was up there over the weekend is a very valid point. He goes, when you drive out that way to Lorraine, the beautiful green farmland, because it's out in the middle, and you'll see this. I mean, Lorraine's a great little town. But it's beautiful. It's nice farm, country land. You drive up on the racetrack there. Uh, luckily, it's not going to rain this time because we've been there when it has rained in the parking lot. So, uh, But uh, they've done a ton of work to that place. The concession stands in this garage-looking place, one of the best concession stands I've ever been to. Um, and you know how that is. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's really cool. But, Troy, right now, before we leave, I'll let you get a chance to thank anybody that you want to thank and uh you're looking forward to this weekend, I know, but uh, who would you like to thank for getting you there this weekend at Lorraine?
2: Oh, uh, thanks again, Will, for having me, and uh, Hawk for having me up here today. Um, yeah, ultimately, um, there's so many people, and this can go on and on. And, and, and as I'm a rambler, um, but I'm gonna try to try to keep it to a, a small deal. But uh, first and foremost, I want to thank Brandon and Casey um, because if it wasn't for them and and us hooking up um, four, five, six years ago. Uh, i wouldn't have this opportunity, and I, i'm completely indebted uh, to them uh, for all they do for us and our team. Um, my dad uh is always there to support uh to critique uh to tell me to get myself back together uh, My mom um doug wicker um, he's he's always in the garage with me um, We take care of his mine. Uh, Caden's, uh, Brandon's, um, we help the Ford guys too. Um, but he's with me, and, and anytime I'm in the garage, he's there. Um, so thank you, Doug. Uh, J Rob, uh, has always been, uh, with us too. Um, I'm so grateful to have him. Uh, and then the whole White's Motorsports crew, um, Shane, Logan, uh, Tyler, uh, John Deaton, John Howe. um, Jimmy floyd there's so many people that uh, come along to help uh, my wife uh, that puts up with so much um, me in the garage till for instance last night two thirty uh, She never says a word to me um, she 's there to support she 's going to drive up with the two girls um, with uh with my dad and whoever else piles in uh, David Baines, I think is on the fence about going and and uh, could always use the help from them and i 'm so grateful that they, they do come. Um, Uh, my mom i don't know she's making the trip but she's always in my ear hey do your thing uh keep your head up and uh you know go do what you can do and um yes looking forward to it can't wait love the weather up there love the temperature you can actually breathe it's so relaxing um for the most part (laughs) but uh i'm so excited uh Thanks White's Auto Sales for all they do for us. If you're looking for a car, go see Brandon or Casey. They take care of all the racers, uh, everybody out there. Um, Brandon's brother, Tyler, uh, helps us sometimes uh, with quality auto sales. Um, Barnes Auto Service, uh, that's where I work. Uh, Chucky, uh, thank you for everything you do for me, all the information that you helped me with, uh, bending your ear, and, uh, of course, ultimately give me a place to work and uh, to be able to feed my, my family. Um, and then, uh, Scotty Holbert, uh, thanks for all you do. Um, uh, when I say surround yourself by good people, uh, I've been blessed to have such good people and a good team, um, that we've built, uh, that we've, we've had around us for, for years. And, um, thank you for, for everything, for always being there, for anything we need to do. Uh, you're, you're always one of the first ones to help if we're at the racetrack and we need something. Thanks again, uh, for all that. Uh, but, um, we're looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, Got to go home do a little bit more work and uh, hopefully get this bad boy loaded up. Uh, and I want to th- thank again uh, Randy and your whole team up there. Um, Y'all, if if you're listening to this podcast and you want something to do,
0: drive to Lorraine Raceway. I promise it will be worth it. Well, we appreciate you for being here today, Troy, as always. Uh, you know, we wish you the best of luck as I get to call that event So hopefully it's good that I get to call, and I don't have to say problem in turn number one with the number 12. So we we don't want that to happen. So we can't wait for this weekend. We truly can't. I know Hawk wishes he could make it up. He has other duties at Sports Drum Speedway this weekend, but I'll be up there as well on the call. So we're very excited for that and wish the number 12 White's Auto Sales Machine the best of luck. As always, race fans, drivers, and crew, this is Will Greenwell, and I will be back with segment number three, the upcoming schedule for the last weekend of August 2022. That was Troy Phillips in the number 12. We thank him for stopping by. Up next, the upcoming schedule, Hawk, for October. or Excuse me, October. Man, we're really talking about getting through the season, but it's for this weekend August 27th, 28th, but let's start at the Brownstown Speedway, going to be a Hornet special, along with the Indiana Late Model Series, Pro Late Models, Super Stocks, Pure, uh, Pure Stocks, and Crown Vicks, now 1200 it was 1000 now 1200 to win for the Hornet division, the Canes Tree Service Hornets with Canes Tree Service putting up another $200 to win, a lot of guys out there thinking about going for that big payday, so we'll have to see how that goes. Paragon Speedway up in Paragon, Indiana, going to have the Johnson Memorial 410 Sprints, Modifieds, Bombers, and Hornets. The Lawrenceburg Speedway going to have the Hornet Nationals, plus school bus racing on the dirt and Modifieds. It must be a weekend for the Hornets and front-wheel drive racing.
1: Yeah, it seems to be a trend there. So a lot of those uh, guys that like to run the dirt there with those Hornets, front-wheel drive, stingers, whatever you want to call them, they got plenty of decisions there to go to, plenty of places if they want to, uh, go for the big money.
0: Now, Hawk Harold Adams, there's something going on down at Sports Dome. It's called WKLO ninety six point nine night.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool night. Uh, it is autograph night, basically for your uh, fans and the drivers. All the drivers and their cars will be out on the track before the races. So I suggest you get there early and uh, get your autographs. And a lot of drivers have different little gifts and th- candy and whatnot. Little items to give away, so it's always a fun time. And uh, also, not only that going on, it's basically a racers' reunion going on. You're going to have a lot of your old timers there that has raced in the past in the region there at the VIP, and they'll be uh, hanging around, and we'll be uh, they'll be there watching the action. A lot of guys you may have not have seen for a while, so you may be able to run into some of those guys that have run uh, through the years in the region there at uh, the Fairgrounds Motor Speedway charlestown speedway and of course the old louisville motor speedway and of course the sports Drome and it's still there so that's where the races reunion is going to happen this week along with autograph night down there at the sports drome. and uh, along with that too, be features only for like six divisions i believe it is if i count it up right the uh kentucky and tank wash modified figure eights the ica dumpster sportsman and affordable fords on the oval figure eight and powder Puff. And also on the schedule, which wasn't on the original schedule, the Merrill Bierman Race 8 Front Wheel Drive Oval. No figure eight, but oval. This will be a rescheduled event from one of the rainouts from a few weeks ago. So a lot of action going on this week, August 27th at the Sports Drome.
0: Yep, thank you very much, Hawk. And, of course, up north, Indianapolis Speed Drome. It's hard to believe the late model figure eight season championship this weekend, 75 laps on top with the factory front-wheel drive adult fast carts Ford Oval, Ford 8. A place I'll call home this Saturday night It's having a huge night of racing. It's the Trident Street Stock Nationals up at Lorraine Raceway Park. They will be utilizing the ABC format. This purse is over $42,000. What an event. This is setting up to be three features, Group A, Group B, Group C. Everyone gets a, their own feature with their own pay structure. And, guys, of course, we've reached the episode of Nineteen, Can you believe it? Next week, we'll be on episode 20. We'll be kicking off the month of September in a big way. More details to come. As always, I would like to thank our special guest, Troy Phillips, the pilot of the number 12 White's Auto Sales Machine, for being on today. The production crew at Dirt 2 Media for all their hard work. And, of course, Brandon Hooker and Diesel Boys for being the title sponsor of the Wild Wheel Throwdown. Remember, race fans, drivers, and crews, don't forget, support your local racetrack, and go somewhere this weekend to support all those racetracks as always race fans drivers and crews i'm will greenwell and i will see you around the turn